When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride. I'm your host, Jeff Hartman, Senior Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And for those of you in the United States of America, happy Labor Day. Maybe you're not listening to this on Monday, maybe you're checking it out on Tuesday, it doesn't matter. Hopefully the news that we talk about, the information that we provide, or I provide, is still current. But nonetheless, Monday is a big holiday in the United States. It's a three-day weekend, and so a lot of people aren't heading to work, which means they might not be getting their morning commute. But it is a big week for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a big week for those of us at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, which should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And it's a big week for me. It's a big week for me. Why? I teased this on Friday. I said I had a big surprise. So those of you that listen to my show and have listened to it all offseason, you know that this past, I guess you could say this past year, has been a rough one. For the Hartman family. And no, there have not, there has not been anything traumatic to happen or anything of that nature. But we sold our house, our the house that we were in last football season, and the kids took it really tough. I have five children, in case you're just tuning in and getting to learn more about me as your podcast host. Uh, the kids took it rough. They had to leave friends, and we didn't have anywhere to go, so we had to go into a rental. Went into a rental for a few months, finally found a house, move again. It's just been a strain on the family. And so it was, uh, probably about, uh, early late spring, I decided, you know, hey, let's do something nice for the family. And so we decided we were going to surprise our kids with a trip to the beach. We normally go to the beach once a year. It's something that we allot for and we save for. And uh, we told them we weren't going this year, and they were devastated. And the reason why we said that is we weren't sure if we weren't, we were going to be able to go. Who knows if what, when we were going to sell a house or buy a house and you had to be around. And so... We told him, we said, hey, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to swing a, a beach trip this year. And then eventually we said, no, we're not going to be able to go. And they were they were crushed. They were crushed. And so my wife and I, along with my parents, we decided let's do this over Labor Day. We found a great play, place, had a, got a great deal in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And we didn't tell him. We woke him up on Saturday morning, said, get ready. Bags are already packed. We're going. Let's go to the beach. They're so excited. We are here. I'm on location. It's just it's a it's a it's beautiful it's a beautiful place i love this place um <clears throat> i don't get paid i'm not this is no paid sponsorship it's the only beach i've ever been to that in my life that i could say i could live there one day and so we're here it's awesome i hope you are having a great holiday weekend that is if it's a holiday for you if you're listening overseas you don't know what labor day is don't worry about it I hope you had a great weekend and I hope also that you're checking out behind the steel curtain.com it's your one-stop shop for all things pittsburgh steelers and as well as our podcast platform, make sure that you're listening. We have so much great content. And with this being a first week of regular season action, it's going to be ramped up a little bit. Not so much that the, the topics are going to be better. We're going to have more meat to digest, but also we're going to have injury report podcasts. We're going to have a pregame podcast with Brian Anthony Davis and Kevin Smith 
our own Cliff Harris is still a punk as we call him at BTSC. Uh, just some really great stuff. I, I hope that you're checking us out. If you just stumbled upon this show, make sure you follow us wherever you get your podcast. Search Steelers, search Behind the Steel Curtain, subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do so that you don't miss a thing. All right, so as I was saying, I did some traveling this past weekend, and I, I you know, when I'm leaving, the people that need to know know. So in this case, Brian Anthony Davis knew. That's if he remembered. Uh, but I know Dave Schofield knew because he's my number two. He's my right-hand man for the website. And he knew, and I said, watch, Dave. When I'm traveling south on 95, headed towards Richmond, Virginia, something will happen. News will break. And I predicted that that news would be a new contract for Mr. T.J. Watt. And I did also predict that this would happen Monday. So at the time that this is being recorded, T.J. Watt has not signed a new contract. I predicted it would be Monday. I thought they would get it out of the way early in the week. That way he gets to practice and all of it's behind him as they head into the regular season. I'm not sure if that's going to happen, but that's what I thought was going to happen. News broke. It definitely broke. But it wasn't T.J. Watt. It was not T.J. Watt. The news broke that uh, Tunchilkin, the longtime announcer and former player for the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, lost his battle with ALS. Now, at the time, I wrote an article. And if you didn't read the article, it's a letter from the edit article. It ran Sunday, Sunday morning, 9 o'clock, I think. Uh, check it out. I put a lot of heart and soul into that one. It was a tough one to write. Uh, I actually involved my wife a little bit with it um it it was person it's personal Uh, anytime als gets brought up it's it's very personal uh for those that listen to the show and when tunch oaken was diagnosed with als uh, i talked about one of my best friends who passed away to the disease about six years ago and even when i wrote that article it was really difficult for me to write I, i got emotional writing the article um you know, I didn't find this out until recently, but I guess it turns out that Tunchilkin had some form of pneumonia, and that's what actually killed him. But the one thing I want to add to that, and this is going to sound horrible, and I literally wrote the paragraph for that article, it felt like 15 times, where going through, seeing firsthand, up close and personal, the struggle and the fight that people with this horrible disease go through um, and just watching them literally wither away. And that, that's what it is. Let's call a spade a spade. It, it is them literally withering away. And I, I went to I, I mean, my, my best friend. He was my workout partner, and he was never really strong. But, I mean, he, he one time, I think he benched 205, and he was so excited when he got 205. Like That was like, oh, such a crowning achievement for him. And at the very end, I remember when he was traveling a lot for his job, he came back from a trip from Atlanta. And we were in the we were at the local YMCA together. And he's like, I just feel so tired. I feel so weak. And he took 10-pound dumbbells and just tried to do a shoulder press, a standing shoulder press with 10-pound dumbbells, and he just couldn't do it. He could not lift the weight up. I tried to give him a spot. He goes, Jeff, like, my arm is literally not working. And then he ended up getting more tests. His mother had had ALS, so that was like the tipping point. Uh, and they said that they, they did it's what he had. And we watched him slowly deteriorate it to a wheelchair. I remember the first time I saw my friend Chris fall. And he fell on the steps. Thank God. I was, and I literally thank God. That's not a figure of speech. I was behind him. And I was like two steps behind him and his legs gave way. And, and that's what happens. He did this involuntarily 
they just stopped working. And I caught him, and we got him up the steps, and then he was wheelchair-bound, and then he couldn't even work using a computer anymore. And it was probably about a three-year time span where you just slowly watched everything but the person's brain deteriorate. And that's what's the most difficult thing. Uh, my, my friend was brilliant. He was a CPA. He was a global controller for Volvo. Traveled over to Sweden, Paris, Brazil, everywhere. I mean, he was, oh my gosh, just brilliant. And his mind never left him. And so the one thing I want to say about Tan Chokin, a couple things actually. The one thing I want to say about Tan Chokin is that if pneumonia took him early, as horrible as it is that his family might sit there and say, I can't believe he's gone. I can't believe that he's gone this soon. And they have every right to think that way. Talk to anyone that has lost someone with ALS and they will say, you should have a little bit of solace knowing that he didn't go through all of the agony that he would have if he didn't get pneumonia. And again, I know it sounds horrible. I know that it just sounds, it sounds downright disgusting to say something like that. But until you've seen it happen, and there's other debilitating illnesses that are similar, whether it's Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, dementia, you know what that struggle's like. And so for the Ilkin family, I cannot say, I can't say enough about my prayers are with you. I know it's a difficult time. Anyone that's lost a loved one knows it's a difficult time. But if you take any reprieve, understand that Tunch Ilkin, and this is if somehow any of his family members would ever listen to my show, Tunch Ilkin was not just a former player. Tunch Ilkin was not just a color commentator. Tunch Ilkin was a part of the Steelers' fan base because it, they listened to him. And it didn't happen to be that during the game, although those were some great calls. Everyone remembers Tunch famously saying "If during the 2005 divisional game with the Indianapolis Colts, pack your bags, call the travel agent, get, you're going to Denver. And then, of course, after Jerome Bettis fumbles, he goes, call the travel agent, cancel the plans. They get, we're not sure if we're going to, I'm not, that wasn't the exact call. I'm kind of getting flustered here, but still, you understand what I'm saying. Tunch Ilkin was a part of my childhood. I grew up hearing Tunch in uh, Myron Cope uh, from Three River Stadium with Bill Hillgrove. I grew up watching Tunch Ilkin on the news in the Tunchestrator talking about plays that went right and plays that went wrong. And Tunch Ilkin had a way of taking a awful play by the Steelers and making you feel, you know what, if they just fixed a couple things, I think they'll be okay. Tunch was great at what he did. He was a great person. And I wish I could have met him, never did. But when you read about him, when you hear about the humanitarian work, the Christian work that he did in the Pittsburgh area, the world is is definitely not a better place after losing Tunch Ilkin. But I just want to say on behalf of Behind the Steel Curtain, uh, our family of podcasts, our writers. I want to thank Tun Jokin because Tun Jokin was a part of all of us. And we all lost a part of us when he passed away. And I just want to give my condolences. It's a horrible, horrible disease. And hopefully this maybe sheds some light on it for those that don't know much about it. But Tun Jokin, you will be missed. And this year, the same year that he'll be inducted into the Ring of Honor for the Steelers, it's going to be a somber occasion. It's going to be a somber occasion, but we don't have to remain somber. We can celebrate his life, celebrate his memory, 
and always keep him there with us. I think that's what the Ring of Honor, I think that's why that's why he deserves to be there and he'll always be there. It's going to be great. All right, so again, not to switch gears, but there's really no smooth way of getting out of that that gutter. So we're going to get we're going to switch gears and like I said, TJ Watt's contract it did not happen. That was the news I thought was going to happen. It did not happen, and it hasn't happened yet. But I want to kind of elaborate a little bit for the rest of this segment and then going in after after the break about my heart-to-heart that I had on Friday. If you didn't listen to the show, you can go back and check it out. My heart-to-heart was essentially how Steeler fans need to approach the 2020 season with a, a little bit more of a realistic lens. And this is something that has happened recently Fans have been a little bit frustrated. Fans have been a little bit unsure. Fans have definitely changed a little bit since that Detroit win in week three, or the Steelers' third week. It was week two of the NFL preseason at Heinz Field when everything looked great. But then a combination of the Carolina Panthers game on Friday night in week three, which is the Steelers' fourth game, combined with learning about players going on injured reserve, Fans are sitting here thinking, what is going on? What is going on? What can we expect? And I don't think that you are alone, Steeler fans, if you're a little confused and wondering what is going to happen. What is going to happen with this team? The answer is no one knows. If you're talking to someone and they say, "I shoot, the Steelers are going to be great. I know this for a fact. Don't buy what they're selling. Likewise, if you talk to someone that says the Steelers are going to be crappy, they're not going to do anything. I'm not buying what they're selling either. ESPN did an article where they based the ceilings and the floors for every NFL team. Ceiling being what they thought the best, their best year would be record-wise, and the floor what the worst record would be record-wise. ESPN had their ceiling at 11-6, and six, their floor at 6-11. and 11. That's quite the contrast, folks. And honestly, when you think about it and you have that realistic lens, you can say, I could see it going either way. I could see it going either way. If the offensive line's awful, Ben Roethlisberger doesn't play well, couple injuries here or there, this thing could go down the the tubes real quick. Likewise, if they step up, the offensive line gels, they find their footing, Ben Roethlisberger looks better than he did in 2020. Uh, All of a sudden, they, they stay relatively healthy. Some of those players that are coming back are, you know, getting healthy impact players maybe they could be 11 and 6 now you know if you've listened to this show enough that i predicted the steelers to be a double digit win team in 2021 and i stand by that i think it's going to be it's not going to be easy we'll put it that way and that's what i'm going to talk about solely in the second half of this show is that this is not going to be an easy trip for the pittsburgh steelers it is not and i just don't even know how to prepare fans any better way than just to tell you to buckle up. Buckle up, fans. Steeler fans, buckle up. Make sure that your seatbelt is fastened. Could be a bumpy ride. That doesn't mean that it's going to be a bad ride. Anyone ever fly on a plane before? Ever had some turbulence? Ever had severe turbulence? There's times when you might think, oh boy, this thing is going down. I better get right with the Lord because this thing is about to go down most of the time, I would say if you're listening to the show, you got to where you needed to go, right? You were able, they were able to land that plane, didn't have any issues, but there were some bumps on that flight. That's what the Steelers' regular season could be. 
There could be some serious bumps, some points where you're thinking, ah, these boys better get right. But what if they just find a way to get where they're supposed to be? We're going to talk about that more right after this break. Stay tuned. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment of Let's Ride. I'm your host, Jeff Hartman, senior editor at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and we are talking about this upcoming journey, this upcoming ride. Fans, it's time for you to buckle up. This 2021 regular season is going to be interesting. And to bring up some news that I completely forgot to touch on in the first segment was the Steelers' acquisition of a new cornerback. That's right, the Pittsburgh Steelers acquired Akello Witherspoon, who was drafted by the San Francisco 49ers, spent four years with San Francisco. The Seattle Seahawks obtained him prior to the 2021 season, and the Steelers sent a fifth-round draft pick to Seattle for Witherspoon. Okay, this is another one of those moments where the Steelers' fan base is already reeling a little bit, they're frustrated there's no TJ Watt contract. All of a sudden, Stefan Tuitt, Zach Banner, and Anthony McFarlane go on injured reserve, which means they are missing games one, two, and three, no matter what. Then the Steelers pull off a trade. And you probably saw breaking news, trade alert, the Steelers make a trade for a cornerback, and you're thinking, okay, here we go. Let's do this. And it's Akella Witherspoon. If you're like me, and I'm being honest, I'm always honest with you. That's why... I hope that I can connect with you as my listeners. My reaction was, who the heck is this guy? Like, I never even heard of this guy. Now, granted, I'm not a draft Nick. I did get into this draft in the 2021 draft. I was I studied more prospects. I did more breakdowns than I've ever had in my entire life. Well, Witherspoon was drafted back, I think, in 2017. So I definitely was not doing all that digging back then. Nonetheless... You learn a little bit about the player after you get to know him. And so after the trade was announced as official by the Steelers, now you're looking at, okay, what does this guy bring to the team? Well, what we find out, and this is from people like Jeffrey Benedict, from people like Kevin Smith, who you find out that he's a, a, a typically an outside cornerback. He's not overly physical, has good ball skills, good size, 6'2". Everyone always talks about, oh, you can't have a cornerback that's under six foot. He's 6'2", ran a 4.540, I believe. 4.45, maybe. It was right around there. Pretty quick. Some are comparing him to Ike Taylor. I'm not sure I'm going there, but that's what some comparisons have been made. So, But still, to bring this back to the topic at hand, and that is that the fan base heard this news, and, and they're thinking what I'm thinking. Who the heck is this guy? And so you compile all that stuff. Watts contract, players to IR, a new player that no one knows about. Then all of a sudden you're looking at the schedule. Oh my gosh, the schedule. You're paired up with the AFC West. You're playing the Raiders, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Broncos. You're paired up with the NFC North, the Packers, the Bears, the Vikings, the Lions. Uh, also, let's not forget they have to play the Bills on the road and they've got the Titans again. And to make things worse, that 17th game is Seattle coming to Pittsburgh. 
Oh, don't worry. It gets better. It's like those old infomercials. But wait, there's more. The AFC North is just the most difficult division in all of sports. They had three teams represented in the AFC playoffs last year. Obviously, Pittsburgh won the division. Baltimore made it. And Cleveland made it. The best division, in my opinion, in football. And I think it's going to be another, it's going to be the toughest division in football again. So you take all of this. And just wrap it up and put a bow on top and say, here you go, Steeler fans. Get ready for 2021. And fans are a little dejected. I get it. I do. I get it. But I want to make sure we're all clear on several things. Just because it's going to be a challenge doesn't mean that we as fans have to be negative. It means that we can be real about things, but it doesn't mean we have to be a negative Nancy, a Debbie Downer, whatever you want to call it. I just can't stress enough that fans cannot and should not expect the Steelers to come out with the same type of gusto that they did in 2020. And I said this on Friday, and I'm going to say it again. Do not expect 11-0. I don't care. What happened at the end of the season last season? That is last season. What I'm talking about is the Steeler fans that got comfortable saying, yeah, win again, just keep chalking them up. Maybe it was Chase Claypool going on Twitter after every win. Up losing, never heard of her. You know, stuff like that. Eric Ebron saying, up, never lost as a member of the Steelers. It was great. I'm not here to tell you that that wasn't fun, that it wasn't tremendous. That that was a... That has never been done before in Pittsburgh Steelers history. They've never rattled off 11 straight wins to start a season. Just don't expect that to happen again. And if it doesn't happen, and I don't think it's going to happen, don't abandon the ship if they stumble. Think back to my analogy at the end of the first break. You had your flight. There was some turbulence. The plane didn't crash. You still got to where you needed to go. Don't go and pull the emergency lever and jump out of the airplane the moment you hit some turbulence. You get my drift. And if they don't win their first game, and I'm not saying I'm predicting them to lose, you'll have to tune in on Friday for my pick on the game. But my goodness, don't jump ship if the Steelers go to Buffalo, a very tough place to play, with a lot of new faces and new places on the team and lose to the Buffalo Bills, who are a very good team. Let's give credit where credit's due. And no, I am not buttering you up right now. Some will say, look, Jeff's at it. Jeff's at it again. He's he's preparing you for the loss. That is not what I'm saying. What I'm talking about is they season in one capsule, not one game. I'm just referring to this game because it's the first game. It's the next game. If the Steelers start out 0-0, don't jump ship. Just because you had some turbulence doesn't mean you're pulling down the barf bag and you're getting ready to head out the emergency exit at 3,000 feet. That's exactly what I'm saying. Don't expect 11-0. And come to think of it, every single year in the in the modern era, we'll say the non-Chuck Noll era, like Bill Cowher, obviously Mike Tomlin, the years that they won Super Bowls, It wasn't always pretty. It wasn't always pretty. Think back to 2005. They almost, they weren't, they were counted out. Seven and five, they're not even going to make the playoffs. They go on a run, make the playoffs. What happens? 
first six seed to ever make it to the Super Bowl and win it. Think back to 2004. That was another year that was very similar to me of uh, 2020. It almost seemed at times like it was it was too good to be true. It was too good to be true. So you go to Baltimore and you lose. Tommy Maddox gets hurt. A rookie, Ben Roethlisberger, comes in. He rattles off 15 straight wins. They got lucky against the Jets in the divisional round. They lose to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. Everything fell apart. When you look at last season, they rattled off 11 games in a row. It just felt like it was too good to be true. I didn't want to say it. No one wanted to say it. I am guarantee you felt it, though. It felt like it was too good to be true. And so what happens? And people start figuring out the Steelers' offense, and next thing you know, lose your last, uh, what's your four, your last five games, and you get embarrassed on your home field in the playoffs. So maybe a little adversity during the season isn't a bad thing. Look, it is a 17-game marathon this year. 17 games. It just seems like everyone's just kind of like, oh, it's just another game. Nah, it's just another game. No, it, this is a big deal. It's a big deal to add another game to the schedule. Yes, it's another opportunity to succeed. It's another opportunity to trip up and fail. So the Steelers, it's going to be a bumpy road, fans. It is going to be a bumpy road. I can't stress that enough. I cannot stress that enough. Be prepared. Buckle up. Buckle up. Handle the turbulence. All right, the last thing I want to talk about before we call it a show is that new acquisition by the Pittsburgh Steelers, Kello Witherspoon. The reason I want to talk about this young man is that I, for the life of me, can't figure out how this is going to work. I have not watched as much film as I know Jeffrey Benedict on Monday is going to have a film room for the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com website. Check it out. So we're going to break down, like, what does this guy bring to the Steelers? It just doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. From all the reports that I've read is that Witherspoon is a guy that is an outside cornerback. So the Steelers, though, a lot of fans, myself included, didn't think that the outside was a position of need entering this season. And what do I mean by that? Well, you have Cam Sutton. You sign him to a two-year deal. You're thinking, okay, with Cam... He's going to be the outside guy opposite Joe Hayden. You have the flexibility and the versatility in Cam Sutton to move him inside. But then you also have a guy like James Pierre. You have someone like Marcus Allen that could play the slot if you had to. Uh, But James Pierre could definitely fill in outside as well. I was kind of surprised when I found out, and this is from, I think, either Dave Schofield or Jeffrey Benedict, that James Pierre didn't play in the, in the slot once in the preseason. I thought that for sure the Steelers would say, let's see if we can get this guy some repetitions. They didn't. So now you bring in Witherspoon, you're thinking, well, what is? how does he fit? I, I don't think, or should I say, I hope they didn't draft, or I'm sorry, draft, trade away draft a draft pick to Seattle for a player that's not going to play. And if he's not going to play, play a lot. It just doesn't make sense. So who's getting demoted here? That's what I want to know. Is it Cam Sutton? I would hope not. You just gave him that that contract, that two-year deal this past offseason as a free agent. Is it James Pierre? Well, I would hope if there was one player that did get demoted and I had to pick, it would be Pierre over someone like Sutton. But even Pierre didn't play poorly. The Steelers clearly saw a need for a cornerback. They found a guy that they liked, and they brought him in. That's not my question. My question, and I'm not doubting the organization, 
My question is, how does this player fit? How does he answer the concerns and the questions that we all had? Does it mean that Cam Sutton is going to move inside and he will be playing outside, he being Witherspoon? No one knows. No one knows. Now, we'll find out more information on Tuesday. Why Tuesday is Mike Tomlin's first official press conference, and that's where he'll talk about injuries. He will talk about the upcoming opponent in the Buffalo Bills, and I guarantee you he will field plenty of questions about how Witherspoon fits into this defensive backfield. Now, don't expect Mike Tomlin to give you any grand news or anything like that. He's going to talk his way out of everything. But still, it left me wondering, what's the plan? What is Keith Butler, Terrell Austin, Mike Tomlin, what are they thinking? Again, I'm not saying it's bad until I see it on the field. But what is their thought process? How is this going to look? You might be sitting there saying, what a waste. This guy's a bum. It's not going to work. What are they thinking? They've lost touch. Fire Tomlin. Fire Colbert. Fire Rooney, even though he owns the team. Whatever. You're telling them to fire everyone. But what if this player turns out to be pretty darn good? And what if this player in these specific schemes that the Steelers are going to deploy are pretty darn good? I do remember the Steelers giving one contract, the most lucrative free agent contract in in their team's history, to Mr. Steven Nelson a few years ago. And I was sitting there writing the article saying, who is this guy? Same response I had when they signed and they traded for Witherspoon. And guess what? Steven Nelson turned out to be a pretty good player for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Could he have gotten his hands on more football? Sure. But he was a pretty darn good player. You didn't have to worry about the cornerback position when you had Joe Hayden on one side and Nelson on the other. So if it's Hayden and Wilson or Witherspoon on the outside, then you know what? So be it. Let's see what they can do. But I did have, I did get that scratching my head feeling like, what is going on? I don't know. Let's let's let it play out. Let's let it play out. All right, folks, that about does it for me. I hope that you had a great weekend, and I really hope that you're ready for this this week. This is what we've been waiting for, and I say it every year, and I'll say it again. It goes by fast, so enjoy it, because the moment that you're just constantly looking ahead, constantly looking ahead, is the moment that you look and say, how in the world have the Steelers played 15 games already? It felt like the season blew by. Enjoy it. Remember how long this past offseason was? I do. I do. And you do too. So this whole week, check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com early and often. Listen to as many podcasts as you can. Just take it all in. Let that black and gold blood run through your veins pumping like crazy. That's what we want. That's what we want. And I'm not saying that just because I run behind the steel curtain, okay, that I oversee kind of everything. I'm saying it because I know you're going to love it and you're gonna, it's going to get you ready and it's going to get you amped up for the game this Sunday. But I'll be back on Wednesday talking about mailbag and a whole bunch of other stuff, hopefully maybe a TJ Watt contract extension. Maybe, fingers crossed. In the meantime, folks, you know how we finish it out here. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great day. We'll see you on Wednesday. Go Steelers.